sit with your emotions. Now, listen, some people like to look for personal problems in their life during this time. And I love that. But I also say, instead of looking for problems, create solutions because you're preparing. So like you can notice something and write it down. But the moment you start bleeding again, you're on your period, you're in that menstrual phase, come up with a solution because your brain operates differently, which I know we're going to get to, but that's like the overview. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 145 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. So if you saw the title for today's episode and were curious what we're talking about, welcome. For today's episode, we're talking about how to align your business activities to your menstrual cycle. Believe it or not, Actively optimizing your work in this way will have a direct impact on your productivity and as a result, the revenue you produce in your business. To guide us through this conversation, we have holistic menstrual health educator, Barion Berry, who's the CEO of Optimize Your Flow. Barry used to describe her relationship with her period as toxic, but was able to use science to eat her way to a perfect period. If you'd like to create a similar shift for yourself, keep on listening. Before we hear the rest of Barry's episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. This will help us spread the word about our show so amazing stories like Barry's can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off-script with the CEO of Optimize Your Flow, Barry on Barry. Barry on Barry, welcome to She's Off Script. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And listen, we're about to flip the script all together when it comes to talking about today's topic, right? I'm so excited. I cannot wait because this is definitely off script when it comes to how people think about their period, their menstrual cycle. So let's dive into it. So for any of our listeners who haven't heard of you, could you share who you are and what you do? Oh gosh, where do we start? Well, like you said, my name is Barry on Barry, but everybody calls me Barry. I am a holistic menstrual health educator and practitioner and the creator of Optimize Your Flow. Basically, if you have a period, I teach you how to biohack your cycle so you can have a period in a life. And yeah, that's what I do. How did you get into this line of work? Until I came across you, it wasn't a common topic I would see online. So I would love to say that I have always known I was going to fix periods, but no, that's actually not how it unfolded. As with any entrepreneurial journey, you kind of follow the breadcrumbs. So for me, I was following the breadcrumbs of finding my own niche. And in the wellness space, you know, there's so many different ventures you can go down, but you really just want to stick with your own problem. My problem was my period. And what I found is whenever I wanted to do research or learn more about my period, the only people were talking about it were like a little bit on the like older side of things. They weren't really this like middle 20 year old. They definitely were not a woman of color. And so it was really hard for me to connect. So I started sharing my own journey. And at the time I was a certified functional nutritionist and personal trainer. Since then I've become a board certified integrative health practitioner. And I always tell people I ate my way to a better period. And then from there, I went from like good to freaking 
freaking great by optimizing my actual monthly flow altogether. So that's how I got started. Maybe you can give us insight into what your journey and relationship with your period was and how did you optimize it? So where were you and where are you now? So I love to like ask people this question. If your period was your lover, what would they say about your relationship? And I'm going to be honest, when I first got my period, we were toxic. Like it was the worst type of situation ever because I got my first period when I was 12. By the time I was a freshman in high school, I dealt with what many people deal with, the heavy bleeding, the bloating, the cramping. And then if you add in that emotional element, I just felt really ashamed because I was bleeding through my pad, which meant I was bleeding through my panties and my pants. So it's this awkward thing. And then, you know, as life kind of went on post high school, I went to college. I got on hormonal birth control thinking that was going to fix my period. It just made me a moody. You can fill in the blank from there. And then I was like, I'm not taking this anymore. So then I got off of it and the pain came back. And when the pain came back, I was also at a very interesting time in life, transitioning from the corporate world into my entrepreneurial zone of genius. And I always say my period went from problematic to perfect. My period comes now, no pain. She lasts three, maybe four days. And I'm living my best life. Like my last cycle, I was camping out in the woods in a whole tent on my period. So we're going to talk about how you got there. But for any of the women who are listening to this, and they're probably thinking, like you probably thought when you first had your period, I hate my period. What do you mean that I can use it to grow my business? So could you talk to us about some of those mindset hurdles that women go through that are barriers to them really embracing this line of thinking? So the first thing is the narrative that is already conveyed to us as soon as we get our period. Like before we even get our period, we are taught and conditioned to believe that it's going to be painful. That is the first and foremost barrier. Then from there, when we accept that, right? That's the second thing. So first we're aware of it and we're accepting it. We then add these extra levels of, well, this is going to happen. We anticipate it almost. So I think that the mindset is periods are painful. And while sometimes it's very common that doesn't have to be how you live. That's not the narrative or the status quo. Just because something is common doesn't necessarily mean it's normal. And, you know, I can tell you what a normal cycle looks like, what a normal period looks like, but periods are normal. Pain shouldn't be. And so, again, we're coming back to that same thing. We're conditioned to believe it and then we accept it. And then from there, it's just like, who is going to change that? But this might be the first time someone's ever heard periods are normal and pain shouldn't be. But pain is always an indication of something kind of being off, for lack of better words. Yeah, that's your body signaling, hey, you've got to fix something. And unfortunately, because we were brought up thinking this is just normal, a lot of us haven't stopped and thought about how do I fix this? How do I improve my mental and my physical well-being, which you're going to help us with today. But you've talked about how, like other women, you did face those painful periods. So what was that first step you took into really getting to that perfect, quote unquote, 
state of being with your period? Yeah. So I want to answer that, but I also want to answer the second part of your question in regards to like working with it. So I'm going to try to do it all at once. So if, if it makes sense, great, but if we need to unpack it a little bit, that's totally fine too. But you know, when you understand that a period is normal and that pain shouldn't be, the first thing you have to do is identify the root cause. So for a lot of people, they're trying to solve problems that they don't even know the cause of. And period pain is literally just a symptom. It's not actually a cause. So the first point for me was to kind of look at the life that I was living. What were my daily habits? How was I nourishing my body? Was I actually nourishing my body? And I ate my way to a better period, okay? And I love to eat. So I was just like, well, this is nice. Like Because the menstrual cycle has four phases, there's a way to actually eat for each phase while in addition to that, living even more intentionally. So first step in fixing your period, identifying the root cause. Second step, living intentionally and in sync with your cycle. Then we get into the optimizing where we're like looking at each phase and we're like, okay, my brain is changing. So this is a perfect time for ideation. This is a perfect time for you know execution. So it's a very simple thing but also very methodical in like rhythmic almost. There's a flow to it for lack of better words, flows I think. (laughs) There is really a flow to it. So the first step in fixing it is identifying the root cause. And more often than not, especially for women of color, stress, inflammation, top two things. So when we have higher levels of stress in our body, higher levels of cortisol specifically, it can also cause more inflammation. When there's more inflammation, there's certain hormones such as or hormone-like chemicals like prostaglandins, which not to get super sciencey, that's the reason that we get cramps, those levels increase. When that level increases, it inflicts more pain. So what do I do? You figure out how to soothe your stress. What do I do? I figure out how to follow an anti-inflammatory diet. And in our culture, it's like, listen, you can look at somebody's plate right now and there's probably something with a lot of butter, a lot of salt. And it's, you know, I'm not mad, but these things cause more inflammation, which ultimately leads to more discomfort, which is what we don't want. Interesting. So find the root cause and follow it down the chain to see how you can stop it at the root, really. Got it. Okay. So walk us through those steps that you mentioned then. The first step was really just identifying the root cause. What was next? Living intentionally and in sync. Now, when I talk about living in sync with your cycle, everyone thinks it's like this grand EOS thing, but it's simple. Your menstrual cycle is a blueprint. So if you don't take anything else away from this, this is what you need to know. There are four phases of your menstrual cycle. The first phase is menstruation. The second phase is your follicular, your third is ovulation, and the fourth phase is your luteal, aka PMS. Now, I can get into the nuances of what's happening, but I always like to tell people, remember, there are going to be two weeks of high energy, high external output, two weeks of low energy, low internal focus, and really honing in on me, not everybody else, not everything else on me. I'm focused on me. So two for me, two for you and go be great. When I talk about living in sync and intentionally, it's actually saying, okay, 
I'm in the menstrual phase of my cycle. I don't have a lot of energy. So because I don't have a lot of energy, let me focus in on sitting with my emotions more, processing through my thoughts. Let me move my body differently. So instead of doing those like crazy hit workouts or like sprinting, do some active recovery, more chilled out, like going for those longer walks and movement. In terms of like how you're caring for your mind, for me, I'm personally like a journaler and like somebody that loves to meditate. And then how you're actually going to nourish the body is going to be more of those complex carbohydrates. And we're going to do a lot of micronutrients. The reason being is your body's getting rid of a lot of energy, right? Like you're getting rid of a lot of blood. So now we need to restore and re-nourish and replenish ourselves During the follicular phase, you turn up the volume a little bit, right? We can move our body a little bit more because our hormones are actually on the rise. So follicular, post-period, pre-ovulation. Turn up the intensity of your workouts. You know, feel free to eat however you want to eat, but also make sure you're emphasizing things that are going to optimize your gut health, such as like liver-supporting foods. So more of your fermented foods, like your sauerkrauts, personally. So I have my like booch during that phase because... I really don't care for sauerkraut. So I go for my kombucha, if I'm being honest, or like kimchi, different things like that. So that's the first two phases. Now during ovulation, this is where you turn up the intensity all the way on your workouts. This is where we're doing our sprinting. This is where we're doing like anything that is really going to get you into strength resistance, power training mode. Boom, right during this phase. Also, when you're nourishing your body, there's two things you want to know. One, you do want to have more calories. Two, there's an increase in your resting metabolic rate. So if you are a little bit hungrier, that's okay because your estrogen levels are high, your testosterone levels are high, and like take advantage of it. Don't be afraid to eat. Like go live your life. Like don't be afraid to eat. And I always tell people like during this time, mindfulness is important in terms of like meditation and things like that. But I also like to keep it super real. During this time, you might be in go mode when it comes to your business. So the last thing you might be thinking about is meditating. You might not be as like rigid as me. I have to meditate every day and that's fine. Maybe for you, what's nourishing to you, your body, your soul might be being social and seeing more people, you know, being out and about a little bit more. So do that. And then when we get into the luteal phase, now your PMS phase of your cycle is really going to change based off of when you ovulate. A lot of people will say, oh, you ovulate day 14. False. Ovulation can change. It does not matter. Ovulation is actually not always the same. We're taught that it's day 14 of your cycle, but personally, I ovulate on day 17 of my cycle. I check my panties. That's how I know. Interesting. So I'll let you finish out this section, but I also want to loop back and hopefully you can help us figure out how do we identify which phase we're in so that we become more aware, whether it's an app, whether it's you know signs and symptoms in our body, but go ahead and finish. I got you. Don't worry. That's my favorite one because when I tell people to check their panties, they're like, what? So we'll get there. But in the luteal phase, this is the time to turn down again and turn within. Okay. So for your workouts, you're going to do lower intensity, active recoveries. Personally, I notice in my early luteal phase, I like to go boxing because sometimes I just need to hit some things when I'm PMSing. I'm just like 
you know, got to get it on my system. But also this is a great time to do different types of like yoga practices, Pilates, any of that stuff. In terms of how you nourish your body, it's going to look very, very similar to what you did when you were on your period. So those complex carbohydrates, things like your micronutrients, iron, zinc, selenium. I mean, there's like a plethora of things you can do. I'm going to send you a link and I just want you to put in the show notes so they know like the actual foods to eat to support their cycle during their phase. Yes. Love that. That's going to be really helpful. Yes. And sit with your emotions. Now listen, some people like to look for personal problems in their life during this time. And I love that. But I also say, instead of looking for problems create solutions because you're preparing. So like you can notice something and write it down, but the moment you start bleeding again, you're on your period, you're in that menstrual phase, come up with a solution because your brain operates differently, which I know we're going to get to, but that's like the overview of the four phases, kind of how to move, nourish and thrive in it. And then, you know, we, we can go back to ovulation. Before we do that, tell me about how do we know which phase is coming? How do we anticipate it so that we can kind of plan and you know make sure that we are in the right spaces for where our body is? So the first thing you want to do is literally check your panties. And I know I keep saying it, it's kind of funny to say, but ovulation is the main event of the menstrual cycle. So you will actually, once you become fluent in your body and like body literacy, you'll actually be able to know when you're ovulating versus not. You know when you're on your period because you're bleeding, right? Well, once you're done bleeding, generally there's about a four to seven day window for your follicular phase. But if you look at your cervical mucus, so when you wake up in the morning, before you tinkle, you're going to wipe with some tissue and you're going to look for something that looks like raw egg whites. If it looks like raw egg whites, that's an indication that you are ovulating. If it doesn't look like that, you are not ovulating. If it's like white and creamy, we might be approaching ovulation, right? But raw egg whites is the indication that you are actually ovulating. And I will make sure that you get a graphic for that as well, because it's a very visual thing to actually see. Ovulation technically only happens for 24 to max 36 hours. So the next morning you wake up, you might not see that raw egg white anymore. That's because ovulation is done. But that brings into like another element. Well, what about like pregnancy and fertility? And like, we can go down that rabbit hole, but I am trying to stay on topic for everybody because I think it's really important that you know reading your cervical fluid or cervical mucus will tell you a lot. The next thing you can do, aside from like just like looking at that, is you can check your cervix placement. Now, your cervix actually changes position throughout your menstrual cycle. Not too many people love to check their cervix placement, but I'm one of those people. I do like the fertility awareness method, natural contraception, no hormones over here. So I like to check my cervical mucus as well as my cervix placement. And we're going to look at the index finger, okay? And you're going to take your finger and wash your hands, obviously, but you're going to insert it into the vaginal canal. And what you're feeling for are two things. One, you want to feel for something that either feels like the tip of your nose, because that's an indication that you are not ovulating, or something that feels like your cupid's bow, the top of your lip. That's an indication that you are ovulating. But in addition to that, interesting. There's another level to it. You're like, interesting. There's more. So if you stick your finger in, and when you first stick it in, 
you feel your cervix, if something feels like the tip of your nose and it stops right here at the first knuckle line, you're not ovulating. But the closer you get to ovulation, the lower it gets. And then by the time you're ovulating, it should feel like the tip of your cupid's bow and it should be at this third knuckle. And what you're feeling for is something that is soft, high, open, and wet. The closer you are to ovulation, the further this will go in. The further away you are from ovulation, the less it will go in. And then the last thing is tracking your basal body temperature, which if you're not already practicing the fertility awareness method, then you're not tracking your temperature every day. But generally, as you get to ovulation, you'll notice an increase. And then right before ovulation, there's going to be a decrease. Right after ovulation, there's a giant one to two degree increase. But I like to stick with the first two, you know, just checking the cervical mucus and the cervix placement, because I understand not everybody is tracking their temperature all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're not trying to get pregnant, you're not really you know, that detailed with tracking it. Okay. So I like that now we know how to be more aware about what our body is doing and when it's doing it. So let's kind of move more to why most people are listening is how is this going to impact my business? Especially if I'm an entrepreneur, especially if I have a team, a lot of us, a team of women, how do we make sure that it's not really about, I know there's always this joke about, you know, women kind of sync their menstrual cycles when they're in close proximity, not necessarily you know, having it be about that. I don't know. You can verify whether or not that's true, but how do you then schedule the right activities for the phase that you're currently in, in your business? So now we're going to optimize our flow. This is my bread and butter. Now, before we really get into this, I want to do a little bit of myth busting. You know, the whole women being in sync with their cycle, like they call it sorority syndrome. Yeah. The scientists say it's not real. Like they're convinced we make it up. Like we all might experience it, but they're convinced that like there's no scientific evidence. So like do what you will with that information and I'll leave it at that. However, when it comes to optimizing your flow, the first thing I think people need to know is your menstrual cycle starts in your brain. It starts with the release of a specific hormone. From there, the rest of it unfolds. Now we've covered the four phases and I'll go through them again, but I'm also going to add a level of optimization for people who are, you know, entrepreneurs, working professionals, family managers. Like if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're a family manager. Like you have a title in my opinion, other than stay-at-home mom. Okay. Absolutely. Because it is a job. I had a client and she was like, I have to do this. And I was like, oh, you're a manager. Like that's a whole job. So phase one of your cycle is menstruation. Okay. That's the biology of it. That's what's happening in your body. Well, for your business, this is ideation. And the reason this is ideation is because studies say that there's 25% more connectivity between the right and left hemispheres of your brain. So this is the perfect time to get clear on that vision. 2022 is around the corner. Hey, Blue. Okay. Like if you haven't started planning, let's do that, right? Get really clear on that vision. It doesn't matter if it's an Instagram caption. It doesn't matter if it's a podcast title, a new program you're thinking about. Get clear on the vision. Phase two of your cycle in the body is the follicular phase. Well, in business, this is a creation strategic planning phase, okay? And that's because the activity of your limbic brain, so your more emotional side of your brain, it actually dips just a smidgen according to certain studies. So this is a great time for us to be a little bit more logical and a little bit more analytical in our thought process. When I say strategic planning, 
get granular, get so micro that like there's no wiggle room whatsoever. Then during our actual third phase of our cycle, ovulation, what you're going to want to do is execution. So during ovulation, there is a spike in estrogen and testosterone. And so I always tell people, bring the vision to life, right? So phase one, we're getting like pretty clear or just have an idea. Then phase two, we're mapping out that vision. We're writing it, we're making it plain. During that third phase, during ovulation, we're executing it and taking the action to bring the vision to life. So this is your launch time. This is a moment where you're interviewing all of the people for all of the things. This is a time to be and do talk too much. Like, This is go mode. Is this also when we get that urge to just clean everything? Sometimes. It it depends on like what stage of life you're in. Cause like for me, I never get the urge to clean anything ever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like ever. But, you know, if you are a family manager or, you know, you, whatever it is, there may be a chance. I noticed that like, if by some chance I want to clean for whatever reason, it's like my luteal PMS phase. I don't know why it hits then. So then that does take us after we're at ovulation and execution, we're then going to come down to our luteal phase, phase four of our cycle. That's the luteal PMS phase. You can say this is personal mystery solved because you know why you're in a mood. But in the business, all we're doing is evaluating and reflecting. Okay. So this is a time to sit down and look at your numbers. This is a time where people like me who don't like numbers have to like actually look at it and say, okay, so these are the analytics. Oh, this is how much we made. Like it literally is the worst thing for someone like me, but I know my brain is already looking for problems. She's on high alert saying like, test me. Right. So look for problems in your business, not with other people. Exactly. It's quite proactive. Now, When we're adding in the team element to it, you can generally follow the same thing, but be mindful that everybody might not be on the same cycle. And that's okay. That that just means we need to communicate effectively to our team and give them space. Another thing I like to recommend is three vacation days a month. Now, before everybody rolls their eyes, hear me out for a second, okay? Yeah, I've heard you do this. So I would love to hear how it works. The day before your period, you can generally tell if you're very in tune with your body, you can generally tell when your period's going to arise. The first day of your period and the second day of the period. The only thing you're doing is like the top three things that need to get done. Everything else is about you. Again, I don't have children. I am my plus one for everything. I don't have a lot of moving parts, so it works very well for me. But my team knows because they see my calendar. It says, don't talk to me. Stop do not talk to me. And then (laughs) the third day of my period, okay, we can talk again. It's on my calendar. Wow. Okay. Because I want to be with myself. I don't want to have to answer a lot of questions. So for instance, if I do need to show up for a client, I will. But like, I'm also one of those people whose Google calendar is in sync with her cycle and it's color coordinated. It means my clients only have accessibility on certain days. Right. Like I know that generally my period will come on a Saturday or Sunday. So I don't have time in my calendar for my clients till Tuesday. So I can have the time to be with myself. So it's about strategic planning and being okay, not doing the most. I mean, I love to do the most, like I'm a lot, but at the same time, putting in these little mini vacation days allows me to be with myself and really focus in on my own health and well-being. 
So that's kind of how I do it. I love that. And I think going through a pandemic and being so alone with ourselves has forced us to become introspective. However, some of us don't have your framework with which to use to kind of as a lens for what's going on externally and internally. So this is really helpful. So once you've done all of that, what kind of maintenance would you say goes into making sure that we continue to stay in sync and in touch with our bodies? Because you said it it changes, right? It's, it doesn't remain consistent for most people. Yeah. So I think the first thing is like, understanding that optimization for Barry, who's 27 with no kids and no like boyfriend or anything like that looks very different maybe for you, which might look different for somebody else, right? So understand your own optimization and what that's going to look like and be able to be flexible. Okay. Now I'm going to give you all some tools because I know we need tangibles. If you're not already using a period tracking app, you need to start. I don't care which one you use. So if you're new to cycle syncing, Apple Health app, I don't have a Droid, so I don't know what's happening on the Android, but I'm sure they have an app that you can use. But the Apple Health app is the first one I would recommend. And please don't just assume that it's going to do all the work. Like you have to go in there and manually enter in the information and actively track it. Okay. Be an active participant in your health and your healing. Don't just sit there and think somebody's going to do it for you. No, that's not how that works. Okay. So you can do that. An app that I personally use and love and switched over to earlier this year is called Femometer. It's spelled F-E-M-O-M-E-T-E-R. So think thermometer. Okay. I tell everybody get the premium version because there's so much education on the actual app. And I think it was like $45, $50 for the year. Great investment because the app will tell you, like, especially if you use the fertility awareness method, the app will tell you, hey, track your temperature. It will also say, this is your anticipated ovulation day. This is like when your period is predicted. And it's very, very micro with the details and there's additional education. So like infertility, if that's something you struggle with, you have questions about cravings and nutrition, it'll tell you. You can also see what other people who are on the same like cycle timeline might be experiencing. So it'll give you a notification like 49% of people are experiencing bloating today. Are you experiencing that? It's a phenomenal app. Like if I created an app, it would be like this because it's so good. I will be downloading it after we speak because (laughs) I'm someone who quite honestly, and I, I will go into this, has not been very into tracking anything. I've just kind of let it happen as it happens because I know it's coming. But yeah, that was one app that you mentioned. Anything else we should be using? Your Google Calendar. This is a fact. Everybody needs to know when their period is coming. Please don't play with me. Like <laughs> Respectfully, you know, at this point in time, if you have had a period, if you're over the age of 20, I don't want to hear that my period just showed up. I don't want to hear it anymore. No, you knew it was coming. You were just not being proactive. Right. And I understand when you have irregularities in your cycle, that's a whole different thing. But even then, you need to slow down enough to be aware. Oh, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit out of the cramp. Oh, I'm feeling a little low energy. Put your period, even if your period shows up the fourth Saturday of every month, just put that on there. Period question mark just so you are prepared. Be proactive, not reactive. Outside of that, you know, how you choose to live in sync with your cycle is up to you. But I'm telling you, tracking your cycle is going to do wonders. 
So let's talk about those edge cases where you're either irregular or in my case, I've had kids on birth control, so I no longer have a period. So how do you track when you don't necessarily have that event to help you kick off the cycle? So for people who are irregular, the first thing I want to say is a normal menstrual cycle will be 21 to 34 days in length, a normal cycle. So as long as you fall somewhere in that spectrum, you're good. If your cycle happens more frequently, so like let's say it's happening every 20 days, you need to go see your OBGYN. And I say that with a lot of love, and that's because it could be a precursor to another condition. If your cycle is happening 35 days or even longer, there's several things that I recommend. One, see your OBGYN and find out if you have something called hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is when you have a case of missing periods. That happened to me when I was training a lot back in like university and I was a collegiate athlete. So that happened a lot for me. But also that could be an indication that PCOS is happening. There's so many different things. But also if you're like, sis, I'm not trying to go to the doctor. I want you to try this thing. One, soothing your stress. Number two, make sure you're nourishing properly. A lot of people are overtraining and undernourishing. And so their bodies are like, well, I don't really need to do this. Do I, you know, your period is essentially this report card that you get from your body once a month, every month about your health and well-being. So if you're somebody who is not eating enough, even if you're on a weight loss journey, again, I say this with love, you still want to make sure that you're nourishing your body properly. Proteins, healthy fats, and fiber. And stress, you know, the pandemic, I get it, you know, I get it. But you have to figure out how to create that space for yourself. Because stress, how do I say this? With love. <laughs> stress is the worst for our bodies. So we have to figure out our healthy level of stress. We have to be able to communicate with people. We have to establish boundaries. People pleasing, it's not cute. I know we want to do it, but it's not cute. Doing everything for everyone, being all, mm -mm, mm -mm. do be everything for you and then worry about everybody else. And I'm going to say it like that because I don't know a, a better way to say it. And for those who are on hormonal birth control. So another myth we're going to bust. When you're on hormonal birth control, you're not having a real period. So there's some people who still get something called a withdrawal bleed when they're on hormonal birth control. And it looks a lot like a period, but it's actually just because there's too many synthetic hormones present in the body. So your body's like, I got to get rid of this, like got to detoxify. And so that's how that happened. But I always tell people to actively practice tuning into your body, notice your own patterns and your own behaviors. So when I was on hormonal birth control, I could always tell when I should be in my luteal phase because I was ready to snap at any moment. Like somebody could just breathe near me and I'm like, you know, like, <laughs> excuse me. Monster comes move? out. <laughs> like just so, so intense for no reason, but it's super important that we know and understand our own behaviors. So I think that habit tracking could be a thing for people who don't have their period right now. You know, another thing that basal body temperature, I know nobody wants to actually like take a thermometer and like put it in their mouth and like track their temperature. Oh, my thermometer is like all the way over there. Oh, well. I was going to show it to you because it's like super cute, but like pop it in your mouth just to track your temperature. Because again, your body will still try to ovulate. It will try to, it won't generally, but it will still try to do it. So even tracking and having that metric or that data will help you. Got it. 
Okay. Wow. You have given us so much. This is one of those episodes I'm going to listen to over and over again. But for anyone who does want to follow your journey or reach out to you for a little bit more help with this journey, how can we reach you? Where can we find you? So the first place you're going to want to go for like a little handshake to get to know me is my Instagram at barryonlberry or my business at optimize your flow. I swear Instagram is like how we met and Mm -hmm. it is the easiest way to get to know me and what it's like understanding how to live and optimize your life in daily flow. Second place you'll want to go is my podcast flow with Barry on Barry, sugar, spice, everything organic and nice. And if you thought this was hilarious, you should hear me on my own podcast where I'm a little less politically correct. And I'm just like, let me just give it to you straight. Okay. (laughs) And then if you are looking to take your period from problematic to perfect, my program optimize your flow is the place to go. You can go to optimizeyourflow.com and flow is spelled F L O dot com and you <laughs> you can enroll this is what I do I live for being able to teach people how to fix their periods live intentionally and then optimize it from there so yeah that's how we can hang out thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with me and my audience this was amazing thank you Barry of course thank you Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you found this show helpful, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at She'sOffscript.com. All right, with that, we'll see you right back here next Thursday for another episode. Bye.